Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special COVID-19 crisis edition of the Cornet Northern California Chapter podcast. My name is Robert Teed, and I am the president of Northern California and also the vice president of corporate services at ServiceNow. And we're going to have a conversation today around COVID-19, uh, how it's affecting our members, how it's affecting our member companies across, really across the globe, but we're going to focus in on how we across the Northern California chapter are dealing with it. Um, I hope this finds everybody safe. I hope this finds everybody home as they should be, sheltering in place. And it's certainly a new normal for all of us. And those of us in the workplace business, it's created a whole new set of opportunities and challenges, certainly in, in moving millions and millions of people to work from home uh, across the globe. Uh, it's unprecedented, not something that we've done before. And I think we're learning as a workplace profession how to deal with that uh, and certainly how to add value to our members and our customers, our internal customers, employees. Earlier this week, we convened a, the special interest group uh, that is dedicated to COVID-19 for our chapter. Uh, we held our first uh, session uh, across that special interest group uh, on Monday. And so part of what we're going to talk about today is what we learned uh, in that session. We convened 10 member companies and 12 corporate real estate leaders. And it's the first time in the Northern California history that we've actually stood up a special interest group in response to a crisis. So we're learning as we go. We believe this is the right thing to do, and we believe that uh, it's, it's important that we capture what's happening across our membership and turn around and share that back to the membership uh, as best practices. Um, I was fortunate to be in that um, session with Jenna Simmons, and Jenna is the Director of Global Workplace at Okta, and Jenna also joins me today uh, and is going to help me through this conversation. So Jenna, welcome. Thanks, Robert. Very happy to be here. So, Jenna, before we jump in, a lot has changed actually since we held our special interest group. I just wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing and how you're holding up uh, in, uh, in, in response to this great event that we're in the middle of. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm doing good. You know, everyone so far is healthy in my family, so that's all we could ask for. And um, as far as the workplace role goes, just, you know, trying to support our employees the best that we possibly can, keep them engaged, keep them productive, um, and provide them the support that they need uh, through this difficult through this difficult time. I assume we're talking and you're at home and I'm at home. Is that safe to assume? That is safe to assume. I think us and millions and millions of folks around the world are in the same boat. So one <laughs> the of the things that, that the new normal, that's right. I've heard that a bunch, and I think we're going to keep saying that. <laughs> One of the things that sort of changed while we were uh, hosting our special interest group earlier in the week is the order um, to shelter in place across the uh, six counties in San Francisco. And then even subsequent to that, the order has come out from the governor of California to shelter in place. And I'm curious, we'll go through what we talked about on Monday, but have, have things changed for you and your company uh, as a result of that order, either the one that happened earlier in the week or the one that happened last night? Uh, not since that um, order. We uh, early on have encouraged our employees to work from home um, and do what they needed to to both protect their health and their families and support them during this time. Um, I think that that call by the um, California government just kind of solidified the direction that we were all headed in. Um, and it's been a great opportunity to um, see how the employees are 
really coming out of this, and I think we're going to come out stronger and better together. And luckily, Okta, uh, we're able to really leverage our technology to be able to work from anywhere. So, um, so far, so good, but um, continuing to track things every day, every hour. Every day, every hour is our new mantra, I think, in workplace as well. It is. So as we were talking with the team, and again, to remind our listeners, we had 10 member companies represented and 12 corporate real estate leaders uh, on the call, and, and two of those were Jenna and myself. We, we started down the path of th this idea of a crisis management team and what role the corporate real estate leader or the corporate real estate teams were, were playing in that. And I know you shared a little bit of what was happening for you at Okta. I shared a little bit of what was happening for me at ServiceNow. But generally, were you getting the sense from the group as we were talking that the idea of a crisis management team was important? Absolutely. It sounded like across the board, everyone had some type, some type of crisis um, management team in place. And usually it seems to span across the company. So you usually have someone from PR, uh, workplace, you've got legal, uh, HR representative, and that team as a whole is working to tackle this, um, like we just said, by the day, by the hour, and then make sure that that information is going back up to the executive team and then being shared with the employees. Yeah, and I, I definitely heard the same thing. What was impressive to me is how many of the leaders were definitely at, at the table on the crisis management team, meaning they had a seat at the table. And there was even a couple of us that were actually leading that crisis management team effort uh, across their companies. So that was quite impressive, and, and it sort of reinforced for me and probably for you that the corporate real estate and workplace plays a, a crucial role uh, in, in a company at a time of crisis. Absolutely. The cross-functional um, partnerships that have been taking place over the past, you know, weeks and months have really been great. And it's awesome to see so many people coming together and bringing their own expertise to really support the greater employee base. So since at the time we met, work from home was, was happening. It seemed like everybody on the call had moved towards work from home. Obviously, subsequent, the uh, the order came out of shelter in place and then and then the uh, order across the state to do that. Um, but I'm curious, so it's safe to assume anybody listening is probably working from home, so it's no longer a are people working from home or not. But I'm curious about what you heard around the way people were provisioning folks that work from home, because obviously if you're if most people work in the office most of the time, but not at home often, the, the provisions they might have to do their jobs may be different. You talked about your own technology. That's a pretty important provision for folks, right? Being able to do their work in the cloud, being able to use the Okta platform. Are there other provisions that either you're doing or that you heard uh, other member companies doing that you thought was would be important to share? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, there's, you want to make sure that employees are able to do their work securely um, and safely. So whether that's providing them with the equipment needed to do their job successfully or the softwares, um, I think that it, it varies for every company. Again, at Okta, we're very fortunate that we were born in the cloud and we live in the cloud. So um, and having security as our, our baseline really helps us in this environment. Um, but I think there are other companies out there who 
you know, might have, might not be full software companies or in the cloud. And so I think that everyone has just trying to figure out what works best for them right now. Yeah. And I, and I, the, the cloud piece has been um, for me, such a revelation. I've always been a big proponent of the cloud, but I think as we've gone through this crisis and certainly looking at platforms like yours, platform like ServiceNow, things like Zoom, et cetera, it's just been probably one of the reasons that we've been able to weather this crisis from a uh, keeping the lights on perspective from uh, across businesses. Yeah, I I agree. I think that there is uh, no better time in history for um, an unfortunate situation like this to happen. I think that we're at a point where we do have the tools that we're able to collaborate virtually, um, which is why this work from home movement, um, I think, has really been taking off in the past couple years. And I know it's been top of mind for Okta. We call it dynamic work. But I think that the tools are there, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to make sure that we're able to support employees no matter where they are, no matter how they work, um, make sure they can do that securely and um, in, a, in a productive manner. Yeah, that that's we're going to look back on this period and say that that was the shift to cloud. Uh, if you're not in the cloud now, you sure will be after in a post-COVID world. Yeah, it seems talk, like that. Talk, talk to me a little bit about what you heard on engagement because I found this to be a really important topic. You know, we sent everybody home, yet we're still trying to keep people connected. We're still trying to build community. We're still trying to keep our employees connected. Um, and we talked a little bit about that, and I know you guys were focused on that as well at Okta and some other uh, companies that participated around how how to continue to drive community and connection. Um, what did you learn in that session, and what, what caught your ear as far as what companies are doing to be creative and connect people? Absolutely. I think that this is a big focus right now across the board. I think that, you know, the last couple months have really been focused on what do we do when and if something happens, you know, putting together all those scenarios of how do we support work from home? What does it look like? But now I think it's really important to focus on the employees. They're going through a lot right now. They they need support. We all need support, um, both at work, at home, emotionally, physically. So trying to make sure that we, we as a workplace team are focused on bringing maybe some brightness to someone's day or, um, you know, continuing to connect people, whether it's through Zoom and just seeing people's faces or a virtual happy hour or a Slack poll to vote on who has the best St. Patrick's Day outfit. But the main thing I think uh, that I heard from everyone that I think is consistent with Okta as well is trying to encourage people to be on video as much as possible because that, um, that connection of seeing someone is so valuable, especially for those who are trapped at home all day. Um, you know, maybe they're by themselves or maybe they're just sick of seeing their spouse. But it's just a great way to keep, keep the momentum going, continue building relationships. I mean, relationships are the pillar of, you know, workplace employee experience, what we do. So we have to come up with new ways to support them. So I think that Companies are coming up with great alternatives to your traditional happy hour. Uh, there's, you know, virtual fitness classes where people can join in and see their coworkers on video if if they choose to. Um, meditation classes that happening at various times to support different people in different time zones. 
great, you know, happy hours are happening. I know we had a lot of success with our virtual St. Patrick's Day happy hours. Um, we had best dress competitions. We had uh, vote for your best, vote for the best cocktail. Um, and people, you know, at this point in time, sometimes you just need a smile and a laugh. And I think it's important for our team to make sure we are focusing on getting the serious information across, but also not not losing touch with the lightheartedness and um, the relationship piece. I, I love the way you said that last part is this is a very serious situation and we need to get the serious information across. I think that's right on. But, you know, there is joy in some of this. There is relationships to be built. There is life that has to continue. And and I love the idea of the, the uh, virtual happy hours that you talked about and, and the, um, the meditation classes, et cetera. I attended my first virtual happy hour yesterday was about 50 of us and uh it was actually pretty cool i got a lot out of it and i think yeah and and i think your point on the video um if 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 this crisis is teaching us one thing about working from home it's the power of video and and while it's not the same as you and i being in the room together boy oh boy it adds a layer that's super important um so congrats to uh the zooms of the world and the citruses and the webexes that can that can make us connect yeah, very thankful for them right now. It's been a big uh, game changer, I think, in this whole work from home experience. One of the things we're experiencing across the region, and I, and I suspect this is going to continue to grow, is this idea that schools are closed, that we have, our, you know, those of us that have children, they're home. Um, we're all sort of trying to figure this out together, and granted, it's only been a short amount of time, but I'm curious. What did you hear on the call that that, um, that caught your ear around how people are thinking about taking care of people who are taking care of kids? Um, and certainly anything you want to share about what, what uh, Okta might be doing in, in that regard? Sure. I think that this is a, a big focus um, for everyone right now is how do you support those parents? Um, first and foremost, I think it's flexibility. Uh, there has to be, a, there's an understanding that Things are different, um, and everyone's going to do the best that they can to do their jobs. But at the end of the day, family always comes first. And so Okta, I think, has been really great about supporting that flexibility, understanding um, that people need a, you know, they're working in different times. And so the traditional eight to five might not work for everyone right now. And it's just about being transparent and communicating the changes in, in your day with your team so they know how to connect with you. I think... There were a number of companies that uh, vocalized in the session and that I've been reading about that are providing people with various um, stipends. Um, I've heard about people um, encouraging or providing money towards meal donations so that um, families don't have to think about cooking dinner on top of trying to homeschool their kids and keep them entertained all day. Uh, So I think there's a lot of different options out there, but I think it's it really all comes down to the fundamental basis of just the understanding of flexibility and making sure that we're all supporting each other to um, both on the family front and the professional front. Yeah, and the, this idea in California, at least, that schools may stay closed um, even beyond the the duration of the shelter in place. I think it's starting to cause a lot of consternation across the teams, anxiety, et cetera. And so I know at our company, we've started to, to think about 
you know, even as COVID-19 may start to resolve itself in the next few months, if schools don't go back in session, what does that mean? And starting to Absolutely. think about that impact, right? And so um, that's going to be interesting for all of us, I think, to think about from a workplace perspective as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's kind of the next phase of this, right? We, we've gone through, got up to this point now, but now it's really important to think about, okay, well, what's next? We keep saying the new normal, um, whatever that may be, but what what happens when people start going back to work? You know, people have had this taste of flexibility or schools might not be reopening, daycare might not be reopening. So I think that that's the big question that workplace professionals need to answer next is how are we going to support this new workforce when we all come back together? Because it's going to be different. I I don't think we're going to go back to the way it was even a few weeks ago. I think you're right about that. And um, it will be, you know, it'd be very interesting to see if we put the genie back in the bottle on just providing flexibility generally, even um, now that we've done an experiment across the world where millions and millions and millions of people have worked from home, there, there may be a, a change in the way we think about how work gets done, where work gets done, et cetera. So that new normal that you just mentioned, it may be that, yes, we have to make uh, adjustments because of this current situation, but even long-term, there may be an expectation across employees uh, that, that we increase the level of flexibility and, and increase the ability for people to work wherever they work best. I think in the workplace business, we've been challenged to get companies to think that way a little bit. Well, here we are, this great experiment where millions and millions of people are working from home and it's, and it's actually working. Yep, exactly. And I think that you see this trend of people moving out of these dense urban markets. Uh, and who knows, maybe this will expedite that people don't want to be in the big city centers anymore. They want to have a little bit more space, a little bit more distance. Um, so I think this is a great opportunity. You know, like I mentioned, we've been working a lot at Okta on dynamic work and meeting people where they're at. You know, who says you can't hire the great engineer who's in um, I don't know, Omaha or Texas or wherever they may be, we should be meeting them where they're at. And I think that this is a great opportunity to continue to leverage technology, flex this muscle, and um, I think we're going to see a lot of success come out of it and a lot of new ways of working and new ideas. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the future holds, but there's definitely a lot of work cut out for the workplace folks. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love the way you said that, meet people where they are. I think a byproduct of that as well is it increases business resiliency. The the more the more you do meet people where they are, the less you are about keeping people uh, concentrated in a market or in a location, et cetera. So you spread the wealth a little bit. And, and if if and when there's the next COVID-19, we may be better prepared uh, to be resilient yeah. through it uh, as companies. I, I'm curious, we did talk a little bit about, uh, and, and this is a great, thing I think that's shown up with this crisis is how we're treating our hourly workers and our service partners. Um, you know, I think in, in, in the past, I'm not sure we've taken great care of those folks when times get tough, but here, here I heard across that group that most of us were continuing wages for our service partners and for our hourly workers. Did, did you hear the same thing? I did, and I agree. I thought that's something that has been really a positive that has come out of all of this is 
you really see companies stepping up and supporting those folks that um, really rely on that. Um, you know, we all rely on our jobs, but that hourly payment, I mean, that's a scary time when you no longer are able to come into the office for whatever your role may be. So I think it's been really uplifting for me to see companies taking care of those hourly folks. I I was super impressed with my company as well, ServiceNow, because it wasn't even a discussion or a debate. It just was. Exactly. Uh, I didn't, I, I, and so, and I hope your company was like that. I hope others were. It, it never even became a discussion. It was just the right thing to do. Let's go do it. Move on. Exactly. And I keep hearing that as well, uh, the right thing to do. And I think that's great. That seems to be at the core of everyone's decision making. Uh, and I know that that's just going to lead us all in the right direction. So, so earlier you talked about hourly, uh, you know, hourly and, and very frequent meetings. I'm curious, what are you using for your sources of truth? We did have a discussion on that earlier in the week. And I, um, I think there's, there's no shortage of sources of data. Um, the media is obviously, um, you know, talking about this um, constantly. Anything you turn on, you're seeing COVID-19. So it's a little bit, it's been a little tricky, I think, for all of us to get the, the signal through the noise. And I'm curious what you're doing to get your facts and, and sources of truth straight. And then what did you hear from others when we met earlier? Absolutely. I think this was also a, a common theme throughout uh, all the companies that were represented was just looking to, um, you know, looking to your hired safety and security teams. We, you know, we have these people with great connections um, and great knowledge for a reason. So really looking to them to tap into their networks, as well as looking to local, state, um, and national government and taking direction from their uh, CDC executives, um, who updates. So I think that you have to, you can read all the miscellaneous uh, news postings, media postings, things like that. But I think it's really important that when you're making a decision for your company to go back to those facts that are coming from um, those credible sources. I have spent time now reading all the orders that have been issued, including Governor uh, Newsom's. And, I, and I've been surprised by how, if you read them in their entirety versus what gets reported, uh, it's frankly a little bit different. I was going to say it's a little bit scary, too, because yeah. some people don't read the whole article, which is alarming. Just the headline and, yeah. So we talked a little bit about uh, travel when we met, but I think travel is pretty much a resolved issue. Nobody's really traveling at this point. Is that true for you and your company? Yeah, you know, that was, I think, a little bit of chaos at the beginning. You know, you're trying to figure out which country to block or which city to restrict or what does it look like. I think now across the board, it sounds like everyone has pretty much put a freeze to travel. Uh, we did air and rail. Um, so that was, once that blanket decision came across, I think it, it made it a lot easier, both from us, from managing a travel program, as well as the employees. It was no longer, there was no longer any gray area for that. So uh, it, it, I think the next question is just going to be, how long does it last? Yeah, and, um, you know, we've got a, a, we had originally the April 7th date in California as the uh, uh, shelter-in-place order. The one that came out from California from the governor's office last night is until further notice. 
if you're an airline right now, you're probably concerned about when does my business come back? So um, uh, anybody that's in our membership that's part of the airline industry, hang in there. We're, we'll, we'll start spending money with you soon enough. We just got to get get through this period. Absolutely. And we, you and I talked about this at, at the beginning a little bit, but you know, when when you start to think about our new normal and then when things start to return to normal, and in particular when we start to bring people back to the office, it's it's going to be interesting to bring millions and millions of people back to the office. I'm curious how you're starting to think about that, and then you know what we heard from our peers uh, in the session on Monday, how we were all starting to think about that. It definitely will, and there's going to be a lot of people looking for the same resources all at once, <laughs> so it's going to be an interesting time. I know that we have been working on um, putting together plans of what it looks like when everyone starts coming back and how much time are we going to need because not everyone's going to be able to get their deep clean and their kitchens restocked and their office supplies you know, cleaned up on the Friday before the Monday that people start showing up. So I think we need to be really realistic about making sure we communicate up to our leadership of how much time it's going to take to turn around that process and making sure that we're doing everything right. This is not a time to cut corners. Uh, when that time comes, it'll be great. We all get to go back to the office and hopefully it'll be just that. But like I was saying earlier, I think we also need to prepare for what does that return look like? Um, I'd be surprised if everyone just all of a sudden goes back. It's going to take a while for people to get back into town. Um, people are going to be, I think, really hesitant around being with being around large groups. And so we have to figure that out. And I don't know what the answer is. I just think that we all need to be very realistic and gracious with ourselves when laying out those timelines. Let's not try to rush things. I think it's really important to do it right. Yeah, and I and I like the way you said that, and I totally agree. I think, you know, it's not you go, you leave on a Friday, come back on a Monday, and all is normal. It's going to be a pretty chaotic return to work. People are going to be concerned. I think we're going to have the issue with, you know, kids not being in school, and, and it's, it's, it is going to be quite a process, and I think um, it's going to be really a test of, of companies, uh, how they handle those situations, do they find their inner empathy? You know, how do we think about productivity, et cetera, in this, as you called it, our new normal? Well, I think this has been great. I appreciate, uh, Jenna, your time in helping me summarize what we talked about uh, in our special interest group, uh, our first session. Obviously, things are moving quickly, and even though that was just a few days ago, the information and the situation has changed pretty dramatically since then. So. Uh, Jenna, thank you very much. Hopefully you can come back and join me again on one of our next sessions because I think we're going to do several of these and try to keep our membership up to date and try to continue to great, create some value for our members around how how folks are dealing with this, try to pull some best practices out, uh, and at minimum share information on what folks are doing. So uh, Jenna, thank you so much for joining me. That'd be great. Thanks so much, Robert. I really appreciate the community. We can all use it right now. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, th these are definitely unprecedented times, and this is an unprecedented podcast, but uh, I hope that it brought some value uh, uh, to the situation for you. We certainly value our members. We value our sponsors. 
and we are trying as a chapter to figure out how to deliver value in different ways um, during this crisis. Uh, it, it's going to be with us for a while. I think we all understand that. And as a membership-based community, we want to pull together as a community, uh, lean on each other, share information, et cetera. And so I'm going to ask that you share this podcast with your friends and colleagues, not necessarily limited to Cornet members. Anybody you think that would get value out of this, especially folks that are trying to figure out how to uh, deal with COVID-19 uh, within their roles, this could be a resource to those folks. Um, we want to keep this conversation going. This, this situation is not ending anytime soon from what we can tell. And so we want to hear from you. We want you to participate in the conversation. It's a very critical topic for all of us in the workplace business and just all of us generally. We'd love for you to engage with us on LinkedIn. Uh, that's our primary platform uh, for this conversation. Uh, we'll also have some discussion going on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and um, we will also have some information posted on our Northern California website. Uh, as your uh, chapter president, um, I am uh, just so thankful that we've got such a strong community of professionals, and I know we will pull together as workplace professionals and as leaders and help our companies and help ourselves through this, this crisis. Uh, and uh, we don't know how it's going to end, and we, we could probably uh, all sit in a room and, and sort of banter about how we think this ends, but the reality is I don't think any of us know how it ends. So our ability to uh, be creative and to think big um, and together I think is going to be very important. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, I'm Robert Teed. Until next time.